Good morning, everyone. The Lord is good to us. Man, I can't believe next week, our 125th anniversary. Can you believe that? The 125 years, and God's been faithful. Always, always God is faithful. Uh, I want to, um, I know that Brian and Stacy, they're, they're going to have to leave us. Uh, this is your last week with us. Have to go back to Tonga. I feel so sad for you. Oh, no, I would love to. I would love to try island living, I think. Uh, I think it would be great. Uh, not have to worry about cars and traffic and, and pretty much anything. That would be awesome. So, uh, but I, I have enjoyed them being here and uh, visiting with their parents. And I am sure God's going to bless you um, until you return again. Uh, Wow, 125 years. That's just amazing. We have a lot of things going on next week. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, one of the things I want to mention to you today, I want to talk to you about being satisfied. You ever, you ever do something that you thought would be filling, but then you realize it just didn't fill the bill? I, I, have, I have eaten junk food before. Yes, I, and I'm sure you have as well. Uh, I remember one day I decided, I, I started off, I was busy, I was hurried, so I started off breakfast with a Pop-Tart. Of course, you have to have a cup of coffee to take care of the Pop-Tart. And then and after a while, I was starting to feel a little nervous, so I, I looked in my drawer and I had some chocolate in there, so I had some chocolate. And then, and then, I had to have another cup of coffee because it had to counterbalance it. And then after the second cup of coffee and that chocolate, I thought, let's have more chocolate. <laughs> so about noon, when I had had chocolate and coffee, I was still hungry, but I had the jitters. You ever do that? You know, and, and I'd filled my, myself with all of the calories plus that I really needed for that day and it hadn't done anything for me it just didn't fill that that void in me because i had had my calories but i was still hungry i i had chosen poorly i know one year when uh, when jessica was little um nancy sent me to the hallmark store that's back when they actually had hallmark stores my journey to the Hallmark store was to buy a bell that we could put on the Christmas tree for her first birthday because Miranda had one and it's still there every year on the tree and and Lauren had one every year on the tree and now it was Jessica's turn and I got to the Hallmark store and they did not have any bells no ceramic bells so I went to another Hallmark store and I went to another Hallmark store and I finally came home with an acrylic balloon <laughs> to this day we have two bells and an acrylic balloon and though we know it's there and it represents the year that Jessica came into the family. We look at it, but my wife says, I sure wish we had three bells. 
it filled the need, but it wasn't satisfying. In relationship to God, God always satisfies. Now, we're talking about Psalm 103 where it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name, and don't forget his benefits. And we're talking about the benefits of blessing the Lord, of bowing the knee before a, before a king or, or, or a royalty, you bow, and, and, you, and when you're bowing, you're, you're bowing to their authority. You're bowing to, to them in submission. You're bowing to them in respect. And what you're saying is, my allegiance belongs to you. The psalmist in Psalm 103, when he says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, he is trying to help us understand, to comprehend that in a relationship with God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, our posture needs to be one that we are kneeling before the Lord in submission, in obedience, and that our, our allegiance is to him and to him alone. He says, bless the Lord, O my soul, my eternal being, and all, all, I love the word all, it's an inclusive word, it's a big word, it's almost as big as if. All right, I won't, I, you missed that one. Uh, all that is within me, everything, all aspects of my life, my emotions, my mind, my, my spirit, my character, my conduct, my, my words, everything that comprises who I am and what I do is under submission and the authority of Christ. That's a pretty powerful statement. And yet Paul, or rather David, is trying to help us understand if you want the benefits of God in your life, if you want to be satisfied, you need to bow your knee and say, Lord, you are sovereign. Everything I am, everything I have, everything I will be belongs to you. Bible says in Psalm 103, verse 5, talk, speaking of God, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. I love that. The word satisfy, sate, sated. Uh, it means to supply you or someone with as much or more of something than is desired or that can be managed. In other words, God, when he gives you something, he gives you not just the minimum. He doesn't leave you lacking, thinking, I want some more. God completely fulfills your desire. He satisfies to the utmost. He pours and pours and pours that blessing upon you. Psalm 23, 5 says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. 
David was saying in Psalms, even in the difficult times, even in the circumstances where the enemy is present, God is still fulfilling every one of my needs. And I can, in the midst of, of difficult situations, I can be satisfied. I can be satisfied with Christ. I can be satisfied with what God gives me. Ephesians 3.20 says this, now to him who is able to do immeasurably. Don't you love that word? Immeasurably. You can't measure it. It's too much. The numbers don't go high enough. There's not a big enough tape measure to measure what God does. To him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask. How many have asked God for things? Paul is saying, I don't care what you've asked for. God is able to do more and even immeasurably, more than you can ask. And I like this part, or think. Think. What are you thinking that God can do? What are you dreaming about that God can do? The word think is not just cognitive. It's, it's, let's dream a little bit. To God, who is able to do all that we ask of him, and even the things that we dream about God doing. To him. According to his power that is at work, within us what is that power that is at work within us it's his spirit it's his presence but there is a component to it and it goes back to psalm 103 where we say blessed be the name of the lord if you want god to satisfy you if you want god to fill your life with good things our prerequisite is that we surrender our life and our will and our attitude and our character and our conduct to the Lord. And when we, when we give our lives to the Lord, He satisfies us completely. Luke 6, 38, Jesus says, talking about giving, He says, give and it will be given back. But he doesn't say, give, and I'll just give you back what you gave. He said, I'll give back, pressed down, shaken together, overflowing. See, God never just gives us what we give. He gives us over and an abundance of everything that we do. God, God uh, when we go to him and we say, Lord, we need, we need you to forgive us of the things we've we have done we ask him to forgive us of our sins he not only forgives us of our sins he forgives us of the sins that we don't even know we've committed and and he and he allows us this great opportunity to not only have our sins remitted but to walk in a relationship with him that is correct and right and just and when we are blessing the lord if we are kneeling our lives to him the bible says we can boldly go into the throne of grace and ask anything that we need in the time of need and he will hear us what are you asking the lord for 
What are you dreaming for? What are you thinking of? Well, it looks like, Pastor, it looks like it's impossible. God can't meet that need. Really? Really? All right, speaking to somebody. You think God can't meet your need when the children of Israel were in front of the, of the Red Sea and Pharaoh and his army was behind them and there was no place to go? Do you think that they thought, oh, I, don't, I think God has left, left us here to die? Do you think God left them there? He said, no, watch this, guys. I'm going to split the Red Sea. You're going to get to walk through on dry ground. You're going to walk a path that nobody has ever walked before, and nobody will walk again because my confidence and my blessing is, is with you. What are you dreaming about today? What are you thinking about today? What are you wanting God to do in your life, in your family's life? What is it that is keeping you up at night? Let me ask you a, a, a better question, a little more in-depth question. What are you holding on to that's keeping you from bending your knee? And giving everything you have to the Lord. Is it worth it? Is hanging on to the temporary things of this life worth missing out on the, on the blessings of the Lord that he will satisfy your longings? See, God always satisfies those that are surrendered to him. And he desires, I love that desires. He satisfies our desires, what we're really craving. Now, and if you look at different translations in the scripture, you're going to find different words that they've used to describe that word desire. Sometimes they say need, sometimes they say your mouth as in food, and sometimes it's desires, sometimes it's life. But the essence of what they're trying to comprehend and trying to say and trying to translate to us is God can satisfy any and every need in your life. But it comes, and it comes to us when we surrender our will to Him. I really love it. In, in, in 1 Kings chapter 17, there is an amazing story. Elijah the prophet goes to Ahab and he says, Ahab, because you're not blessing the Lord, because your life is not submitted, it's not going to rain until I say so. And then he goes, and the Lord tells him, go by, the river, uh, by, a, by a creek, and I'll take care of you. And Elijah goes by the creek, and he stays there. And get this, he's by the, and he's drinking water out of the creek, but he has no food. So God sends ravens, birds, and they bring him bread, and meat in the morning and in the evening. Is that pretty cool? God knew he had need of food. I don't know where the ravens got it. Perhaps they were waiting at the, by the baker, you know, and when he wasn't looking to swoop down and get that fresh bread. We don't know. But we know this. 
Elijah said, yes, Lord, and did what the Lord asked him to do and went to the river and, the, and stayed there because the Lord had asked him to. And when he, when he was there, God provided his needs. You ever, you ever think, well, Lord, uh, send me some ravens? I wonder if Elijah ever thought about that. Because considering the fact that a raven was considered an unclean bird, that you wouldn't normally think that God would use something that, that, that the Israelites weren't supposed to eat or supposed to be part of or around, and yet God used it to supply Elijah with everything that he needed so his soul would be satisfied. Can, can you imagine? Do you think that Elijah sat there and thought, I wonder if God's going to use ravens to fill my need. My guess is he never thought of it in a million years. So why do we sit around wondering how God is going to fix things? When God can, can use ravens, God can use anything. He can use anybody to fulfill the needs in our lives because he always satisfies our desires when we trust in him. So here's Elijah, and he's by the river, and the, and the creek that he's by dries up because there's no rain. And God tells Elijah, he said, okay, the days of the ravens are over. I want you to go to this little, this little village. And he says... I've commanded or directed a widow to take care of you. I want you to get this story, and you need to read this in 1 Kings chapter 17. When you get home, read this story because it's absolutely amazing. Elijah is told by God to go because God has already prepared a widow to take care of him. No more ravens, but now there's going to be a widow. So I wonder what's going on in his mind. Wow, this must be some wealthy widow. It must be somebody that has enough substance to, to be able to help them and me. And, you know, and I wonder what's going on in his mind. So he gets there, and when he gets there, he sees a widow picking up sticks. And he said, hey, would you get me a drink of water? And she went to get him a drink of water. And when she was going to get a drink of water, he said, and would you make me some bread and bring it to me? I come hungry. And that's when, get this, this is the one that God said, I prepared her for you. And this woman turns around and says, Sir, I am picking up these sticks because I have just enough flour and I have just enough oil to make one more meal for my son and I. And after that, we are going to die. What do you think Elijah was thinking? Lord, this is not the way you said you'd prepared her. But see, God had, but God hadn't prepared her 
with an abundance. God had prepared her with faith and her obedience and her submission. And she said, and, and this is what Elijah said, if you go make me a cake, that flour and that oil will never run out until it begins to rain and you can take care of things on your own. And the lady said, Blessed be the name of the Lord. She bowed. You say, well, it doesn't say that in Scripture. It doesn't have to say that in Scripture. She was obedient and did what Elijah asked her to do. And God not only met her need that day, but the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day until it began to rain and she could supply the needs on her own. And it all came about for this lady, not out of her abundance, not because God blessed her with so much that, that he was going to bless Elijah with it. It was because of her simple obedience to the man of God to the voice of the prophet. God gave her everything she needed because of her obedience. What is God asking you to do? And you don't seem like it's possible to even accomplish. But Lord, you, you don't know. I've looked and that box of Cheerios has about one more bowl in it. Can you imagine? The Lord said, if you take care of this need, that box of Cheerios is going to stay for a long, long time. You'll never have to worry about buying Pop-Tarts again. You see, it requires of us obedience. Obedience to the word of God, to the voice of the Lord. What is God asking you to do? And what's keeping you from following him? Well, I, I, I don't know. I, I just don't know if I can give that up. What's it profiting you when you have God saying, trust in me. Give your life to me. Devote your time to me. And I will bless you. I will satisfy the desires of your heart. And get this, with good things. Not junk food, but good things. Hey, God is not going to give us what sometimes we want because sometimes the things that we want aren't really good for us. God gives us what is good for us, and when he, when he gives us the good things in our life, that's when we begin to grow and mature, and, and we realize that what God has prepared for us is far greater than what we thought we wanted. I love that, that word. He says that, that word, 
good thing simply means ornaments. It was what, what women would do uh, to, to make themselves appealing to, to, to people. You know, we, we still do that today. You know, you wear makeup or the earrings, and, or, or men would wear rings and, and headbands, and, and it was just an outward adornment. God satisfies you with beautiful things. Beautiful things. In the New Testament, where, where we have the Holy Spirit within us. And the Bible says that that Spirit, when we are blessing the Lord, when we're bowing our knee to Him, that, that we have the fruit of the Spirit, which is love and joy and peace and goodness, meekness, temperance, faith all of these things that the entire world is seeking for are clamoring for and and they're trying to find it in power they're trying to find it in prestige they're trying to find it in notoriety they're trying to find it in wealth they're trying to find it in substance and and they cannot find what they're really looking for because everything that they're trying to do doesn't satisfy them but god said i am going to satisfy you with the holy spirit and we are the ones that are are beautifully decorated with love and joy and peace and goodness and meekness all the things that the world desires we have at our disposal because we have bowed our knee and said blessed be the name of the lord all that god gives us is, is displayed for all the world to see and that fruit of the Spirit, it's not like, not like an apple tree or, a, or any other fruit tree that it's there for one season and then it's gone. The fruit of the Spirit is there year round. God blesses us with good things. Things that we may not think, oh, we want them. But God says, I want to give you good things. Have you ever noticed that when you eat junk food, you feel like junk? Thus the name junk food. Have you ever tried to, to eat two Big Macs and then run a race? They just don't go together. But when you eat good food, it strengthens your body. And when your body is strengthened, you have health and wholeness. Scripture says, He satisfies our desires with these good things. And when we are satisfied with the good things of the Lord when we have laid down all of, the, all of the junk that we think is filling our lives, that's making us who we are and what we want to be, and, but we're never satisfied, that we're never content, that we are never fulfilled, 
when, when we lay those things down and we allow the Lord to give us what he really wants and that is his spirit, his presence in our life and when we have that relationship with him that's when our youth, our strength comes back like the eagles. You want to be strong? You want to be powerful? I, I love that. You know, eagles are amazing. Eagles, at any age, are able to fly and soar, catch their prey. Their vision is good. Everything that, about an eagle, and it, it is just incredible that he compares our lives with what God does when we say, Lord, our life is yours, and he satisfies our desires, because our desires are no longer for the junk food this world offers, but it's a craving for the good things of the presence of God in our life. I'm going to ask our praise team to come back. God satisfies us. Satisfies us. Our desires. What do you desire today? What are you longing for? What are you looking for? What do you need? You say, well, I've been dreaming about these things in my life. Are you surrendering your life to the Lord? Are you bowing your knee? Are you saying, blessed be the name of the Lord that I, that I bow my life in submission and to your authority and to your will and to your way and that I devote my life to you, that I am dedicated to you and to you alone, that I will not serve another God, that I am pledging my allegiance to you as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. See, sometimes we think that that we, we come down and we kneel at an altar and we say, Lord, forgive us of our sins, and that's all there is to it. And we're surrendering and we're saying, God, I need you as my, my Savior, but if you really want the full benefits and the power of, of God in your life, you have to get to the place where you surrender all. I surrender all. All to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. Would you stand with me? See, the blessings of the Lord satisfy. They satisfy our very needs. Our desires are our fulfilled but it comes at a cost to us because we can't eat junk food and the things that God provides you got to do one or the other and to get rid of everything else you have to say Lord blessed be your name here is my life as as the praise team begins to play. 
I don't know who I'm speaking to, but I, I really believe that God is speaking to hearts right now. I don't know if you're in here, you're online, but it's time. It's time to quit feeding your life with things that will not satisfy and allow God allow God to fulfill and bless your life with good things my friends there is nothing like nothing nothing like being in the presence of God having his spirit all over and in you and realizing that the creator of the heavens and the earth is connecting with you and he fulfills every desire you have inward desires outward needs it just doesn't matter it's in his hands but it always comes after we say blessed be satisfy a need in your life. Maybe you're like the, the lady that said, I'm at, at the end. I'm just there, and I can't. I can't go any longer on my own. Give it to the Lord and allow Him to, to sustain you. This altar is open to anybody that needs a touch of God. Your family needs a touch of God. Your, your marriage needs a touch of God. Your children need a touch of God. This altar is open.